0: my Twitter! They took it! I didn't do anything wrong and they took my Twitter! I was just sending tweets. I was just sending tweets, I was like, no CNN, you're wrong about Robert Mueller! That's not what that means! They took it! They took it away! We have to stop the bias! I'm now one of the most unpersoned people on the internet! Look out, Laura Loomer! Look out, Andrew Anglin! Alex Jones! They took my Twitter away! I couldn't believe it! I couldn't believe such a thing would happen. No, it was weird, though. Uh, And this is a cool hat. But no, I couldn't believe this. Uh, They they fucking... uh, I, do, I delete my tweets all the time to to prevent such a thing from happening. I had a 25,000 plus account block list of like every fucking checkmark on uh, the, the damn uh, site, you know, except for this one bitch from CNN who I'd never heard of. And I quote tweeted her, and uh, she said, "You know, we'll get into the Mueller thing here in a second. Uh, But the big line that they're all going after, you know, oh, if we could have, uh, you know, exonerated, we could, we, we would have done that. You know, that thing that he's not is not even part of uh, Mueller's previous job description. But we'll get into that here in a little bit. Uh, That's the only thing I can think of because I was, I was just tweeting, uh, you know, uh, you know." Mueller is wrong blah 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 all these things and then it's just I didn't get an email I I haven't had to delete a tweet or been locked out of my account for eight months it was just gone Uh, so So I I don't know I'm gonna go through the appeal process I already started that um i assume that i will not get it back because i don't think you really do get your account back unless you're like james fucking woods or some bullshit like that um but it sounds good okay good i hope so uh but yeah that uh that that just happened this morning um and i, I mean i probably only had like 50 tweets like just 50 tweets from like last night until today and then Most of them were just like, ladies, plug it up. And like, if you're on a work call, mute your phone and poop, you know, like just stupid bullshit. Right. Um, but they didn't give me an explanation and I want to know what the explanation is because I asked, I, you know, I put in my appeal thing, uh, suspended from Twitter, no warning, no explanation. And I do want to know, like, because if they're just like, Hey, uh, just personally, we think that you are a dick. I'd be like, fair, please send me an email. Um, but you know, I, I really don't know what it could be, and I'm I'm mostly upset because, like, if I would have known today was my day, if if it was the day of the the suspension for me, I would have made it worth it. Like, I I would have said the N word, dude. I would have done something to to warrant being banned. But uh, I, that, I I don't know what it is. So that's the frustrating part of it. But. I don't know, if I can't get the account back, uh, which more than likely I can't, I'm just not going to come back to Twitter, uh, at least for a very long time, uh, because, what's the fucking point, maybe I'll go like post pictures of food on fucking Instagram or something like that, uh, which which sounds pretty fun. I used to have a really, really fun Instagram account, Um, I'm sure some of you guys have heard this, but I don't know, out there, not many people here obviously, but I appreciate the guys uh, here now. And then, you know, the wide world of people that actually still download the audio version of the podcast. Um, I used to have this great account where I would post pictures. And this went on for months, like three plus months. I would just post pictures of every single shit that I took. And I would hashtag whatever it was that I had eaten. And especially if I was at a restaurant, I would put, you know, hashtag whatever the restaurant was. Which means people would be going through, like, the Applebee's pictures and just, and there'd just be a shit with, like, some fancy filter on it. And, uh, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to go back to doing that. I'll probably just move over to the, the close-up pictures of the food uh, and, and do that. But... Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Sorry if you didn't catch the last episode of the show. Um, that one, that one did have to come down. Uh, but it is, it is available still out there. Um, for those that, uh, are willing to try and, and search. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I I, I, I was shocked by that. Uh, the, the whole, I had this account for like a year and a half, you know, uh, and, I don't know what I did if I knew what I did I'd I'm sure I'd be like that's fair And I'm trying to think of like tweets that were deleted cuz like another thing we're gonna talk about later is the Martin Luther King thing and I got pretty trolly with some of those people but again never said the fucking n-word um, I never said retard I never said any you know like I I, I think the closest thing that I think I, that uh, I could have said was uh, you know after two years of uh, having robert Mueller look like a tough g-man he finally comes out and speaks and he's just a 74 year old asshole maybe that's it or uh i can't believe six million people died in 9-11 was the only other one that i'm like but that's clearly just stupid i don't know how that would violate any terms of service if they ever get back to me i'll be sure to let everybody know what it was i'm sure it's something they're going to say is warranted or whatever. I mean, which is if they ever even respond, I doubt they ever even respond. They don't care uh, about me. I have no check mark. I don't have a lot of followers or anything. It's just the principle of the thing. I want to know why I'm in trouble. So I don't know. I, I, I really have no fucking idea outside of, uh, that's out of the two things that i just said i'm gonna move this over here just because it's a lot easier for me i got a second monitor uh and that's been helpful for playing uh games uh with and live streaming the games but yeah i mean we've got uh obviously the the, the first and foremost i'm gonna go through this whole muller fucking thing so we're gonna listen to the eight minute thing by muller we're gonna listen to the six minute stumbly thing by this fat goblin asshole uh nadler and kind of dissect those things uh we gotta talk about the mlk stuff because i I was really excited about it and i haven't had a chance to talk about it um got some weird goings on uh just all across the world and uh this one's probably gonna be a short one honestly i don't really have that that much shit to talk about um which is it's fine it's it's so blistering just humidly fucking shitty hot uh at the moment and i good good grief I, I I don't even know like th- it was it was so nice here in Ohio for a little while like the weather was pretty good I'm like all right I can deal with this and then apparently uh somebody in Dayton got dead by a tornado and like the whole city got torn up and I don't know there's there's there'd been storms all across the Midwest uh, none of them were affecting me at all and then now it's this the cold fronts moving in so you get all of this just disgusting weather and I'm, I'm not thrilled about it but uh, I suppose that too shall pass.
1: Uh, oh well. If your Kids are in the field and your wife's in the kitchen baking, and you're sitting down with something cold in your hand. Chances are you're getting ready to listen to right to right to right. To right, to right.
0: Okay, now we're going to start with Mueller because he made the first statement very promptly at uh, eleven a.m. this morning. Um, I i just happened to see and was like oh shit really i wasn't paying attention i guess i didn't even know the guy was uh was gonna speak but hey there you go and this is the first time that he's come out and and spoken uh publicly since this whole fucking charade started right so, uh, that was expectations were high, I think. And, you know, he was, uh, it was up in the air if he was going to have to testify and all of this. I have been wanting the guy to testify. I've wanted him to fucking testify. Please testify. This is the workaround that they've come out with. So, uh, I'll probably stop it a couple times, but, you know, uh, in case you hadn't heard it, you'll be able to hear it. Uh, here's, here's Bob Mueller, you know, from Reddit fame r slash the underscore muller who's back on board with this is this is everything this is everything even though the damn report comes out no obstruction no collusion and absolutely no collusion but like oh i guess couldn't really uh couldn't really uh, prove any uh obstruction that would be up to the ag and Barr's like, uh, yep, seems pretty lame to me, so, no, okay, we'll get, I hate this fucking dude, but listen to, listen to this guy, you've seen pictures of him, you know, just, oh, I'm Bob Muller, see, like, an old fucking G-man, like, like, an old school Hollywood G-man, like, this is the toughest, coolest fucking guy, And he's just a 74-year-old dude. And I can't blame him for being an old man, but his voice, everything, he's just an old fucking guy. There's people on Reddit that have gotten tattoos of this dude. They had framed pictures. And I I hope the framed picture and stuff was a joke. I imagine to a certain degree it was. But when you're getting the tattoo, it's pretty funny, but I
2: I doubt it. Two years ago, the acting attorney general asked me to serve as special counsel, and he created the special counsel's office. The appointment order directed the office to investigate Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. This included investigating any links or coordination between the Russian government and individuals associated with the Trump campaign. And it
0: ultimately ended up being about, uh, you know, obstruction, uh, fucking uh, Trump Tower meetings uh, that that went nowhere, Uh, taxi medallions involved at some point. Uh, You know, just a big creeping thing, as special. I mean, like, dude, Ken Starr didn't start looking just for cum on Monica Walensky's dress. These things creep the fuck out, as saying for fucking ever. But fine there's no there was no clear scope of the guy's investigation but that's the the fairy tale tale that they like to tell which is fine that's politics
2: now i have not spoken publicly during our investigation i'm speaking out today because our investigation is complete the attorney general has made the report on our investigation largely public we are formally closing the special counsel's office and as well i'm resigning from the Department of Justice to return to private life, I'll make a few remarks about the results of our work. Now, what he should
0: say next is, uh, "Yeah, we couldn't convict. There was no, uh, there, there was not, not any proof of anything uh, regarding the president." Now, you got to bear in mind, it's not the, it's not the, it's not a prosecutor's job to, uh, do what he's about to do, which is, well, we didn't have enough to convict, but not enough to exonerate either. It's not the job of this nibba to, uh, announce, which he would have. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but it's not the job of this guy to exonerate anybody. The job is to convict if you can convict. Kind of the opposite of what they did with Hillary, but again, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Him and Comey, very big parallels into just ratty little fuckers. And I'll bet Robert Mueller is also freakishly tall and bad at writing.
2: But beyond these few remarks, it is important that the office's written work speak for itself. Let me begin where the appointment order begins, and that is interference in the 2016 presidential election. As alleged by the grand jury in an indictment, Russian intelligence officers, who were part of the Russian military, launched a concerted attack on our political system. The indictment alleges that they used sophisticated cyber techniques, Facebook, to hack into computers and networks used by the Clinton campaign. They stole private information and then released that information through fake online and identities and through the organization WikiLeaks.
0: I don't buy that. I'm sorry. I don't buy that. And uh, if Russia got Hillary's bullshit, right? Which fine. Let's just say that they did. Why did nobody ever fucking Look into that now. I mean, granted, all of the stuff's about to be decl- declassified thanks to fucking, uh, you know, Trump telling Barr he can do that. I don't know if Barr's actually gonna do that. It'd be nice. I think he might. But why didn't Mueller look into that? It seems like he might have. Because when it comes to any type of interference in our fucking election, which I guess is sorry, again, getting ahead of myself, this was this morning and I've been doing other shit. Uh, why not look into that because the only little interference anything like that was fucking facebook which i guess is pretty advanced but not to make an account the
2: facebook's for old i almost said it people the releases were designed and timed to interfere with our election and to damage a presidential candidate and at the same time as the grand jury alleged in a separate indictment a private Russian entity engaged in a social media operation where Russian citizens posed as Americans in order to influence an, a, an election.
0: Do you know how hard it is to like even like uh, keep a Twitter account? I mean, I, 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 I find it hard to believe that they could have been that influential. And excuse the Russians for uh, caring about American politics. I can't care about Russian politics. I don't know what's going on over there. Uh, I know that uh, Putin's a prick, but he's like really rich, and he probably slays plus. So that's kind of cool. Um, and yeah, they're like a mafia state. But outside of that, I don't. I don't care what goes on. But they should care about us. Heaven forbid. Um, just, it just. I'm not against them having an interest in it and trolling online. Even and hell, if you get paid to do it, that's uh, uh, what are you? You're just uh, probably some dickhead YouTuber.
2: These indictments contain allegations and we are not commenting on the guilt or the innocence of any specific defendant. Every defendant is presumed innocent unless and until proven guilty. The indictments allege and the other activities in our report describe efforts to interfere in our political system. They needed to be investigated and understood and that is among the reasons why the department of justice established our office that is also a reason we investigated efforts to obstruct the investigation the matters we investigated were of paramount importance it was critical for us to obtain full and accurate information from every person we questioned when a subject of an investigation obstructs that investigation or lies to investigators it strikes at the core of the government's effort to find the truth and hold wrongdoers accountable.
0: Yeah, but uh, what Flynn lied to investigators, right? Um, but that was when your guys strolled into the White House and found Flynn uh, and asked him to repeat the questions that, or repeat the answers that, you know, it already happened. You marked the distorted a brother. That's what you did. That's what you do.
2: Let me say a word about the report. The report has two parts, addressing the two main issues we were asked to investigate. The first volume of the report details numerous efforts emanating from Russia to influence the election. This volume includes a discussion of the Trump campaign's response to this activity, as well as our conclusion that there was insufficient evidence to charge a broader conspiracy. And in the second volume,
0: So that first part there um, could have just said uh, no collusion would be good.
2: The report describes the results and analysis of our obstruction of justice investigation involving the president. The order appointing me special counsel authorized us to investigate actions that could obstruct the investigation. and We conducted that investigation and we kept the Office of the Acting Attorney General apprised of the progress of our work. And as set forth in the report after that investigation, if we had had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so.
0: That's the big line. That's the big fucking line. If we would have had confidence that the president did not commit a crime, we would have said so. It's not your job to say if he did not commit a crime. It is convict or not. And then this is when he goes on uh, into, you know, why they can't convict. You remember the big fight that there was with Giuliani, uh, going, yeah, you can't indict a sitting president. You can't, you know, can't do that. And then everybody was like, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Well, now, uh, they've fallen onto this. Now, if you can't fucking convict a president, if you can't, why do this? Why do this at all? And let's, let's not forget why the obstruction shit started anyway. It was the firing of Comey as advised by Rod Rosenstein. It just seems weird. It seems like that was a setup. There's no collusion and then we can't prove obstruction. I got to give Donald Trump credit for something. Um, he probably had good enough people around him to tell him just to keep his stupid fucking Cheeto hands, his tiny little Cheeto hands off of it. Don't text me things, people.
2: Uh, (sighs) We did not, however, make a determination as to whether the president did commit a crime. The introduction to the volume two of our report explains that decision. It explains that under long-standing department policy, a president cannot be charged with a federal crime while he is in office. That is unconstitutional. Even if the charge is kept under seal and hidden from public view, that too is prohibited. The special counsel's office is part of the Department of Justice, and by regulation, it was bound by that department policy. Charging the president with a crime was therefore not an option we could consider.
0: Also, you know, because you don't have any evidence, do you really think that if they had any real evidence that they wouldn't lay it all out and then say, oh yeah, but we can't charge him with a crime. Of course he would have laid everything the fuck out. All he's doing is repeating his goddamn report. That's it. They would have laid everything. He would have sat here and laid every single fucking thing out had they had anything. Ken Starr used the word guilty 11 fucking times in his shitty report, which by the way, impeachment it's not uh, Pelosi's been around long enough to know that impeachment's not a good idea it will blow back the the Republicans are still paying for the fucking Bill Clinton shit but there's nothing there there's nothing there and this little weasel motherfucker knows that this is his way to get out of testifying it's cute he still did better than Nadler we only have a little bit more of this
2: The department's written opinion explaining the policy makes several important points that further informed our handling of the obstruction investigation. Those points are summarized in our report, and I will describe two of them for you. First, the opinion explicitly permits the investigation of a sitting president because it is important to preserve evidence while memories are fresh and documents available. Among other things, that evidence could be used if there were co-conspirators who could be charged now. And second, the opinion says that the Constitution requires a process other than the criminal justice system to formally accuse a sitting president of wrongdoing. You hear that whistle?
0: You hear that fucking dog whistle to the uh, Democrats in Congress? And to the media to report on it like this, I I thought we were done with the Mueller report. You remember when we were done? We were like, all right, so that's fucking finished. And then they were like, well, I don't know, we might need to subpoena Mueller. So, uh, uh. and then he's like, I uh, listen, I'm seventy four. I, I I'm sad that uh, you know I can't take uh, the Epstein flights anymore. Now, granted, I I can't in any way prove that Mueller was on the Epstein plane over to Kitty Rape Island, but I can't exonerate him either. I can't disprove that. You know, I don't know. Who knows, you know, it's crazy like that.
2: And beyond department policy, we were guided by principles of fairness. It would be unfair to potentially, it would be unfair to potentially accuse somebody of a crime when there can be no court resolution of the actual charge. So that was Justice Department policy. Those were the principles under which we operated. And from them, we concluded that we would, would not reach a determination one way or the other about whether the president committed a crime.
0: It's not your job, my man, that's not your job. It's not your job. Your job is to go, was there something? Nope. Okay, well, I can't come out and just smear someone's fucking name. That's why people got so mad at James Comey because he came out and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, she did it, but uh, pfft, bro, wasn't any intent, you know." So it was uh, they were careless. They were uh, they were uh, very very careless with that classified information, but uh, can't prove intent. Now here you've got. Well, we have no evidence, but we're pretty sure the president intended to commit a crime. Which, which is he—a goddamn like fucking criminal genius or a retard? You can't be both. Personally, I'm starting to err on the side of he's a fucking retard. This is not how you're supposed to handle these things.
2: That is the office's. That is the office's final position. And we will not comment on any other conclusions or hypotheticals about the President. We conducted an independent criminal investigation and reported the results to the Attorney General as required by department regulations. The Attorney General then concluded that it was appropriate to provide our report to Congress and to the American people. At one point in time, I requested that certain portions of the report be released. The Attorney General preferred to make the entire GET IT OUT, OLD MAN! report public all at once. And we appreciate that the Attorney General made the report largely public, and I certainly do not question the Attorney General's good faith in that decision. Now, I hope and expect this to be the only time that I will speak to you in this manner. I am making that decision myself, No one has told me whether I can or should testify or speak further about this matter. There has been discussion about an appearance before Congress. Any testimony from this office would not go beyond our report. It contains our findings and analysis and the reasons for the decisions we made. We chose those words carefully and the work speaks for itself. And the report is my testimony.
0: That's a big one. The report is my testimony. He's telling Congress you can subpoena me. I'm just going to tell you: look at the fucking report. That's that's all I got for you, because uh, this is all this is all gotten way out of hand. It's he's pulling a Comey. He's just like this is all gotten way out of hand. We were supposed to have this done a long time ago. This has not worked. This has not worked in the least bit the way that we thought it was going to. And uh, see ya. Mueller's gone from our lives forever. He's not going to, and he's not going to take any questions from the press. Of course, he's not going to testify because there's Republicans that would ask him questions. Like, hey, man, if you knew there was no collusion way before the fucking midterm elections, why didn't you just like let that, you know, let people know anything about that at all? If you were just focusing on obstruction at that point. And I believe that he knew what they were going to say long before that anyway. This guy is not supposed to be political. But watch, no, no questions, no questions. And then Nadler's going to back him up after Nadler made everybody wait like 15 fucking minutes. And then like waddles on and his, his is so much worse.
2: I would not provide information beyond that which is already public in any appearance before Congress. In addition, access to our underlying work product is being decided in a process that does, that does not involve our office. So, beyond what I have said here today and what is contained in our written work, I do not believe it is appropriate for me to speak further about the investigation. I don't, or the think, the it's, I don't think it's wise for you comment on the actions to. of the Justice Department or Congress. And it's for that reason I will not be taking questions today as well. Now, before I step away, I want to thank the attorneys, <laughs> the FBI agents, mm-hmm. the analysts, the professional staff who helped us conduct this investigation in a fair and independent manner. These individuals who spent nearly two years with the special counsel's office were of the highest integrity.
0: No, like no, 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 no. A- Andrew Weissman, are you fucking kidding me, pal?
2: I will close by reiterating the central allegation of our indictments that there were multiple systematic efforts to interfere in our election. Hey,
0: yeah, what was that? The, uh, uh, what was it? Was it nine Russians? I think it was nine. Nine Russians. Uh, maybe I'm wrong on that one, but, you know, the Russians, those Russians that were fucking indicted, the ones that, uh, one of the groups was like, let's go to court. Let's do this. What's up? Uh, and then you told the judge you didn't want to do that because you didn't want to give them, uh, any of the fucking documents so that they could actually, uh, defend themselves, which seems weird. It seems like those were indictments for indictment's sake, because you figured they were never going to fucking come here and defend themselves. So there's your Russians. That's the only fucking Russians fucking douchebag.
2: And that allegation deserves the attention of every American. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. Sir, if you're subpoenaed, do you want
0: to No questions. No questions. No questions. If you were subpoenaed, yeah, no questions. That's why I'm not, uh, you know, I'm just letting everybody know if I do get subpoenaed, I'm just going to say refer to the fucking report. That's all. And, and that's uh, if I were him, that's what I do too. When you've been found out as Part of this thing, which I understand people are tired of it. Uh, I believe it's 60% of, uh, of of fucking people want the day. I just want it all to be over with. That's Democrats and Republicans are so just like, I'm fucking done with it. Now, I assume that number went up among Democrats when the report came out and it was not this fucking bombshell that anybody wanted. How they got this needs to be repeated yet a fucking again. It came from the Steele dossier, which everybody knew was fake. They used that, backed up with uh, well. Once, once Trump was uh, briefed on the Steele dossier, then they could put it into into uh, media. I believe one of them was like Yahoo News, some bullshit like that. You could do that. Request a fire. Uh, request a FISA warrant, and uh, you, you know you can start spying on uh, people like fucking Carter Page and shit. Which is great, and that doesn't even really go all the way back to the spying on the Trump campaign, which we don't know much about yet, uh, besides the George Papadopoulos stuff. Uh, with the the, the ambassador from Australia, uh, him getting drunk in London and telling him like, oh yeah, I heard that uh, the Russians have Hillary's emails. And I forget the name of the fellow who told Papadopoulos that, but he's a dumbass. And then now he's just out in fucking Hollywood, living it up with his fucking okay looking wife. So good for him. I guess things worked out in the end for him. But hopefully with uh, the declassification of of all this uh, things, Barr will uh start to investigate but we'll see I'm never going to totally fuck across my fingers and say yeah that's gonna happen but I have maintained that Comey's in trouble and Mueller is pulling a Comey right now completely I mean we saw the same shit with Comey coming out he's writing a book talking about oh, I'm a noble man and like all of this fucking retard shit when nobody likes you you should just leave people are going to start leaving the country I, I would not be shocked if they just started leaving, it's like, Oh, Comey just, uh, pfft, he's, he's living in Hungary now. Uh, yeah, that, that'd be a, a, a great sign, but they're not going to subpoena Mueller. I think that they should just to sit his ass down. So he has to say, look at the report. I'm not going to answer your fucking questions to further make this guy look like a piece of shit and demoralize the radical, strange, weird fucking Democrat crowd. I'm not even talking about the super leftists. They don't really even care about that shit. They're too busy trying to destroy capitalism or whatever it is that they want to do with like trans teenage HRT shit. I I don't know, but I don't think they really care about this shit. Uh, I'm talking like wine moms and like uh, uh, the the dude from the Palmer report and, uh, you know, that that crowd. I think it would be nice to watch them melt down a little more uh, and try to defend this asshole. But then you got Jerry Nadler who cannot wear a suit to save his life. I mean, really, he he should just wear a Hawaiian shirt, wear some shorts, some sandals, call it a day, be a cool, relaxed guy, go to fucking TGI, TGI Fridays, have that type of life. But he still wants to be a congressman. He's dying. He's literally dying on the floor. The guy's like dehydrated and shit, shaken, he doesn't know what the hell's going on. He's an old man, he had to stop. But here's his nice speech, it's very short. Uh, it really could be condensed to just him, the three minutes. But he keeps repeating the same damn thing over and over. I think the guy's lost his fucking mind. It's, it's nice, I'll try to interpret what the journalist is saying, uh, because it's a little hard to hear.
1: Good afternoon, first. I want to thank Special Counsel Robert Mueller for his service to our nation over the past two years. Mr. Mueller and his team of prosecutors and investigators worked tirelessly to follow facts and pursue justice to the furthest extent allowed. Although Department of Justice policy prevented the Special Counsel from bringing criminal charges against the President, the Special Counsel has clearly demonstrated that President Trump is lying. He is lying about the special counsel's findings, lying about the testimony of key witnesses in the special counsel's report, and above all, lying in saying that the special counsel found no obstruction and no collusion. In his statement this morning, special counsel Mueller reaffirmed his report. It found substantial evidence that Russia attacked our political system, that the Trump campaign benefited from Russian interference, that Trump and those around him repeatedly welcomed Russia's support, and that throughout the subsequent investigation, Trump sought to obstruct Mueller time and time again.
0: So welcomed Russia's support. Uh, What that is, is that infamous Trump Tower meeting uh, where it ended up being about that fucking stupid law about uh, adopting kids or some stupid bullshit. But I, 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 I fail to see how... I failed to see how that's a thing when the Clinton campaign welcomed the support of uh, a foreign agent, Christopher Steele, with obtaining the dossier, which was supposed to be used as dirt, and ultimately was used for a greater purpose this entire investigation. Big deal. Same thing there. But okay, fine Jerry Nadler. Go on with your thinning ass hair.
1: Special counsel Mueller, today repeated three central points, which are critical for the American people. One, the special counsel did not exonerate the president of the United States.
0: He's always said that when the report came out, he said that
1: Barr said that of obstruction of justice Two, obstruction of justice, of which special counsel Mueller found substantial evidence is a serious crime that strikes at the core of our justice system. Three, the Constitution points to Congress to take action to hold the President accountable for his misconduct. Unfortunately, Special Counsel Mueller was unable to pursue criminal charges against the President because Department of Justice policy prevents a sitting President from being prosecuted. That policy, in my opinion, is wrong but it prevented the special counsel from pursuing justice to the fullest extent possible. Therefore, as Mueller again highlighted this morning, it falls to Congress to respond to the crimes, lies, and other wrongdoing of President Trump. Do it. We will do so. Do it! Oh! Stake, no one, not even the President of the United States, is above the law.
0: Didn't Pelosi say that? Look for that to be a more common thing. No one is above the law. Even the President of the United States. Yeah, on the other hand, totally above the law. But I, that, that, that's going to be one repeated over and over as a fucking mantra. No one is above the law, not even the President of the United States. Over and over again.
1: Congressman, will you
0: that forward with impeachment proceedings? And given what Mueller has said, meaning that he so as though the report says all that he say, we then subpoena him to testify in front of Congress? So, uh, journalist guy asks, because guy, I know it's really faint, you may not be able to hear him, you might have, but it's very faint. He just asks, uh, are you going to move forward with impeachment proceedings and uh, given that the uh, Mueller said that his report is all that you need, are you going to subpoena him?
1: With respect to impeachment question, at this point, all options are on the table.
0: I should note, he's reading still from this. He's just still reading like I I think the journalist interrupted his speech, but he also might just be still reading the same thing because all he does is repeat himself over and over again.
1: And nothing should be ruled out. What special counsel Mueller said loud and clear today for the American people is that President Trump is lying (laughs) when he says no collusion, no obstruction and that he was exonerated. If Mueller wanted to exonerate the president from having committed the crime, he would have said so. He's reading instead and he says he would have said so instead the special counsel makes clear that obstruction of justice Which he found substantial evidence of is a serious crime that strikes at the core of our justice system And that the Constitution points to Congress to take action to hold the president accountable It's the same That's thing That's exactly what we will do the president's response. It's the same thing. I, am I fucking crazy or is this the same? thing you just said to repeatedly lie to the American people and ignore all congressional subpoenas is immoral and unlawful. No one is above the law, and we will hold the president accountable. So if I may follow up with that then, Congressman, with, in, with regards to
0: impeachment, will you... I should also note, this journalist asks, so if I may follow up with that in regards to impeachment, Jerry Nadler's looking around when he had just looked at the the same guy who was directly in front of him. He's looking around, trying to find this person.
1: And then forward, at a time, say, it's on the table, but what exactly does that mean specifically?
0: And he asked, when you say it's on the table, what does that uh, specifically mean?
1: We are following through in our investigation. We will continue to do so, and we'll make decisions as, as they seem indicated. And
0: one more so question. Will you subpoena Mueller to, to testify then? Were you subpoena Mueller to testify? Them
1: Paul Mueller um, um, told us sift through his a lot papers. Of what we need to hear today. It's very <laughs> important to be clear on what he told us, on what the special prosecutor told the American people. He reaffirmed what was in the investigation. Which, which was in the report about the investigation, mm. which found substantial evidence that Russia attacked our political system, <laughs> that the Trump campaign benefited from Russia's interference, mm-hmm. that Trump and those around him repeatedly welcomed Russia's support. It's and that throughout the investigation, Trump sought to obstruct justice and undermine Mueller and the investigation over and over again. The president, did, the invest, I'm sorry, the special counsel, did not exonerate the president from having committed a crime. DOJ policy prevented Mueller from bringing criminal charges against the president so the president is lying about the special counsel's findings lying and saying that the special counsel found no obstruction and no conclusion and I should add the attorney General is lying about that too that is serious and we will take action to hold the president accountable for his misconduct again I'll repeat no one not even the president is above the law if, thank, Governor, you you thank you very much very thank you what did Mueller say today that we didn't know what? What? What is that? He
0: just, I mean, I, I really got to start just putting the, the, the actual like video up there so that you can see things like this. Uh, but you'll be able to look it up. He's just sifting through papers. He's fucking, it's the same thing. He said the same fucking thing over and over again. Who gave him those papers? I'm wondering if there was anything on them. It, it's, uh, it, it seemed like you didn't really want to uh, be there that much um i don't i don't get how you <laughs> how you could have like such a bad few weeks i mean i don't know maybe maybe jerry dadler's twitter account will get suspended then they you know we could be on par with having like just terrible weeks because this guy's falling over he's by he can't fucking people have been making fun of his suits recently you know even the left everybody's mad at congress right now uh, I, I've always been mad at Congress because I think they were a bunch of scumbags. But you have the left now calling out Pelosi and all of this saying, oh yeah, she, she it doesn't even matter that the Senate won't remove him. We need to act. Uh, was it, it's hashtag Congress do your job. And that's the wonderful place that we're at because this is great, honestly. Um, I don't like a lot of what Trump's doing, which is mainly just what he's not doing. But man, I sure do watch love watching old people get stressed the fuck out. Uh and that's funny to me. That's what I that's what I like is Jerry Nadler's entire day was ruined as he shuffled through papers repeating things like Nadler bot. There's there's nothing there. They're going to keep doing this. But I would imagine if you've been in D.C. for that long, you can, especially with a nose like that, smell what's right around the bend and understand that you've already stepped in it and there's a bigger pile right around the corner for you. Your own constituents fucking hate you at this point for not delivering on uh, Trump-Russia collusion. And I, th- I think a lot of people in D.C. when this started did believe it initially um, you know, a lot of the GOP, I think, were like, "Fuck it, I'm done." They believed it; they're they're done. And slowly, as time went on, it was just the Young Turks uh, and just deranged people. Anybody who still believes in in Trump Russia collusion or Trump obstruction or anything like that is fucking nuts. They're just crazy. You could say he's a bad president. That's that's totally valid. We could probably bond on that on certain things he's been an absolute failure on immigration uh but as we'll get to at the end of the show when we start talking about 2020 if you're in office as a democrat right now uh you've got to understand that the guy's killing the economy so like in a positive way so you're gonna look real dumb because the media everybody fed into this nonsense for so long and there was nothing there It it probably would have fucking driven down the numbers of any other president, but the guy, say what you want about Trump, he's kind of a charismatic guy and he's funny and he keeps the voters kind of involved, uh, as he doesn't do what he said he was going to do. Um, so it, it doesn't look good for these people. Uh, and I think it's start. I think it's just starting to show. And I really hope that there are investigations into how uh, all of this started, why I mean, I think we know why. Um, we'll get to find out m- real bad stuff potentially about uh, Barack Obama. So that'll be uh, that'll be funny. From the OIWD studios, this is Right to Brighton. Martin Luther King turns out was a real prick. Who could have known that except sixth sixth grade me? Now, I'll tell you a little bit of a story. Um, I must have been, uh, like I I said, probably in sixth grade, I think was around the time that I was pretty active on the internet. Well, it was probably before that too, but I don't know. I'm just going to say sixth grade for this. I found a website. I don't know how. I imagine I was researching Martin Luther King for school or something, but it's been so long and I drink so much that I have no idea how and I never will. But there was a website that was about Martin Luther King and it was all uh, about the FBI tapes and, you know, all all, all these terrible things. You know, the guy being a a philanderer and, you know, I'm not an N-word tonight as he banged white prostitutes and uh, I learned about the communist stuff. Uh, later uh, in life. But, like, this is something that always stuck with me. I was like, wow, not as great of a guy as all of the school is telling me that he is. And all of this uh, boulevards and, and and statues and, you know, everything, everywhere. Uh, well, somebody over at the Daily Mail decided to write, The MLK Tapes, Secret FBI Recordings accuse Martin Luther King Jr. of Watching and Laughing as a Pastor Raped a Woman. Didn't know about that. The guy's name is apparently Logan Kearses, and he just straight up raped a woman. And Martin Luther King found that to be hilarious. Pretty good bit, except about the. I mean, in the real life situation, not great, I would say. Uh, But I didn't know anything about that. This caused quite an upturn on Twitter, Uh, but it never trended. You never saw it trending, even though this is pretty, I I, I guess, big news, Uh, or at least should be among the, let's take down the statues of Robert E. Lee, the Me Too crowd, where we have to cancel Louis C.K., who never laughed at anybody getting raped. He was just jacking off, not to anyone even being raped. Just asked women, hey, want to see me jack off? And then did. They agreed to that. It's those women who are responsible because they were traumatized by seeing Louis C.K.'s weird ginger penis because they thought it would get them further in their career and then it didn't, so now they're mad. Same goes for Aziz Ansari. Oh, you had a bad date with Aziz Ansari and he starfished you, which is like a weird thing. I don't remember exactly what it was. Something about like sticking his fingers in her throat or something. Whatever you're into, Aziz. uh, That shouldn't have canceled Master of None. Martin Luther King, I'm sorry, dude, you got to be canceled. Laughing as a pastor raped a woman's pretty bad. He also had 40 to 45 extramarital affairs, which I guess, if you think about it, his wife was ugly as shit. And uh, if you're, you know, a big time celebrity like Martin Luther King Jr., you're probably going to be getting some side, you know, you're going to be getting some strange. Funniest thing, this guy was funny. He was a brutal alcoholic, apparently. He was a real piece of shit. But he also jokingly referred to himself as uh, the founder of the International Association for the Advancement of Pussy Eaters, which is incredible. I'm pretty sure Martin Luther King and I could have shared a beer uh, and said the N-word a lot. But we didn't see as big of a backlash on this. I saw a few women uh, perturbed by this. But the main thing that I saw, and this was really funny, was conservatives, boomer conservatives, blaming this as like some strange psyop by Democrats to divide people. Because remember, Martin Luther King Jr. was apparently Republican or something or would be today. Now, I would make the argument completely that Martin Luther King... Could have easily been, because he was such an empty vessel for, uh, for for someone else's thought, could have easily been the Diamond and Silk of today, were you alive. Could have fucking seen that. You know, nobody will know for sure, but could be. Because the way that the GOP uses Diamond and Silk, who I'm sure I believe wholeheartedly you are quite entertaining, uh, at CPAC it was quite unsettling after a while. It was like, this is a fucking minstrel show. Um, just completely right. But they have their own thoughts and opinions and stuff. And they're making a ton of money off of it. And good. I'm sure they love Trump. And I'm, I'm glad. I guess, I mean, really, if you were a black, you probably should love Trump if you're one of them that likes to get a job. Black unemployment is down. I think that that's a good thing. Uh, I, that, that, that's good. I'd rather fix the immigration thing. But what are you going to do? I'd rather have people have jobs. It's uh, it's uh, It's a good thing. Uh, and you would think if you were a racist, like, like the ones on Twitter, the place that I'm not allowed to go to anymore. Um, you think that they would say, Hey, look at this guy. He even got those lazy mm, to get a job. You would think that that would be the thought process, but of course it's not. But I, I uh, I, I was shocked when this came out, uh, just because I, I, I didn't think that anybody was going to have like the fucking gonads to actually write about it, but I think that they must've just been bored because as far as I knew, besides the the rape thing, and I guess it's, it's just some author, uh, has written some book and I'm sure he'll be labeled an evil white supremacist and all of this, you know, what have you. Uh, I thought it was just kind of old news. Like I thought that people knew that like, you know, Malcolm X, uh, was a gay prostitute for a time. Um, I thought that people just knew these things because if you do any amount of research at all, you find out, oh yeah not not great, and you could pretty much do that with anyone uh if you do enough research on a on a historical figure that is held up on high as some holy fucking person, you find out it's kind of a prick, and someone made the argument that you know you should still look at him as a great guy because of the advancement of civil rights and like this thing, if that's what you're into and stuff. And I fair point. But okay, Andrew Jackson, what a prick. It just I, I this was an especially juicy double standard that I loved so much. Because Martin Luther King Jr., clearly the greatest man that's ever fucking lived, right? We gotta take the fucking statues down, man. We gotta rename every goddamn street, or I get to say the N-word and Lucy K gets to come back to having a career. That's it. That's the only fucking, that, th- there's no, there's no in between on that. That's, uh, I don't know. It's just the only thing. I...
2: This is Right to Bryden, the number one ADL honeypot podcast.
0: Now there was a man, it seems, a black man was so angry about this Martin Luther King Jr. revelation that uh, today he just set himself on fire outside of the White House. Uh now, that's not exactly what happened. There was uh, a a black man that set himself on fire outside of the White House. But I don't think that this had anything at all to do with politics. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's just a crazy person that lives in D.C. Uh, I, I guess he's fine. They uh, They got him, but now they have even more pictures of him, some close-up pictures of him. He is wearing a shirt that says USA on it. So maybe I'm wrong about this. I don't know. There was one protester, I believe, I think it was sometime last year, uh that like set his pants on fire outside of the White House and people just put him out and told him to quit being a fucking idiot. But this guy fully engulfed in flames. The police chase him down. They uh they put him out, which is which is got I me mean, knees. It's looked like a it looks bad. Uh I, I I just did, I thought that was a good segue for that right before we uh right before we go to uh, go to break here uh, it's I'm, I'll put this one in the uh, I'll put this one in the chat here so you can look at because he looks like fucking Johnny Flame dude he looks like a like a new recast of Johnny Flame like just this black guy uh completely fucking engulfed in flames. I can't I, I can't wait to find out why this happened I imagine that we won't unless it was some type of political protest which by the way, if you want to do political protest uh, you're an idiot and you should totally just go out into fields and light yourself on fire uh, because you're, you're you're gonna get attention and uh, nothing will change besides you will have uh, ruined your life. And uh, uh, be covered in flames and and scarring just for the rest of your life, uh, which would be pretty funny. It's a good bit. I'll give you that. Um, but I don't know. I hope the guy is uh, okay. Apparently, he suffered burns to eighty-five percent of his body. So I mean, like I said, it's he went up. He went he, he went up just like a, a California palm tree, dude. Like it uh, was not good. But hey. I'll be right back um, with the. Uh, what do we got in the rest? Oh, yeah, I got some shitty things about Europeans. I'm going to cut that entirely. Fuck them. We're not even going to cover Europe. Yeah, I got some uh, shitty stuff about pff, Hollywood, and then we'll do the 2020 uh, election nonsense. But I'll see you in just a bit. Baby. Okay, uh, and I didn't even load up the next fucking, uh, article, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we are back. We're doing the, doing this, uh, oh, it's so fucking hot in here, it's terrible. Alright, so, you know, uh, Louisiana actually just passed, uh, today their own heartbeat bill, which is pretty good. Uh, we're seeing a, a ton of other states do the same, but Georgia is the one getting quite the brunt of it. Um, now Netflix, the same people that hired the Obamas, the wonderful Obamas, Barack and Michelle, Uh, Netflix now, uh, is the only Hollywood studio to speak out against abortion rights. Apparently now this is comes from variety, but, uh, the, the long and short of it is that they're not going to do any, uh, any business in Georgia or reconsidering their, their business in Georgia. And it's funny how I see a lot of these corporations here that are just elite pieces of shit Uh, come out in in support of this now Gucci, the the premier clothing line Gucci has also come out now and said uh, you know we support abortions and their new summer cruise line which is great because they got a big shirt that says my body my choice which means that all of the fucking assholes in Hollywood get to wear that to events and uh, they probably get points with Satan for such things now I have a Netflix subscription uh, because I think boycotts are stupid But I'm waiting for Netflix to go the fuck down because they're going to I cannot wait for Disney to start their own fucking streaming service which they are which they absolutely are and all of their shit gets pulled from Netflix and then what are we left with on Netflix Uh, fucking Handmaid's Tale I've never watched that shit I've never watched that shit in my entire fucking life Handmaid's Tale that's a woman's show Am I interested in a woman's show? Um, what else do they have? Yeah, I can't think of shit. I don't think that Netflix really has that many uh, original things. Hulu's doing better on their uh, front of, of original shows. What we're moving towards, it's not going to matter because Netflix is going to be a studio, but what we're moving towards is kind of an a la carte service on your TV anyway, uh, which is something I wanted before I realized what the hell it was going to be. It's actually something uh, John the Human Tumor McCain pushed for uh, way back when, was with TV being able to buy each channel. That way you didn't have to buy it in packages. Well... They just decided, fuck this, now you have to pay $10 a month for our streaming service no matter what it is. So we're moving towards that. You're going to be paying more than you were paying for cable, which is great, yay. Um, Change is always good. But Netflix now saying they're not going to do anything in Georgia. It's all a big part of a tidal wave, and it started with, you got to give the bitch credit, Alyssa Milano. I mean, it probably didn't really start with her, but she started making the big noises all of our Melissa Milano, because ah, that's how she sounds, which is very frustrating to me. Because Alyssa Milano, pretty fucking hot, still. All right, but she's a crazy bitch, which probably means, well, you know what that means, guys. But I, I like how we're seeing this, and we're seeing more of Hollywood showing their their true colors. With Netflix saying, okay, fine, maybe we won't do fucking business in Georgia. You're going to get more people that aren't going to do business in Georgia. And you know, you remember when Bruce Springsteen wouldn't, I think it was Virginia, wouldn't perform to his fans there until they changed the bathroom laws for trannies. All of these people are fucking elitists. I'm going to punish the people in Georgia because of the government there. It's a great that, that that's a great it's uh, a great look. And aren't all of these people socialists? Don't they care about the working class? I thought that was their shtick. But of course it's not. They don't give a flying fuck about the goddamn working class. They don't they don't care about that. It's all they're all champagne socialists anyway. None of those people are. That's why they live in nice little gated communities and they don't have to see any you know any of us un, unwashed masses anything like that. It's all about political gesturing. That way they could show that they're were enlightened. We're we're so fucking enlightened. We're up there with the ranks of Gillette. But okay, we can go a little bit more into the fucking thing. Uh, God damn, I hate variety. And it's so long. Yeah, I'm not reading through all that. But they do mention uh, Alyssa Milano, who looks like a hot libra- uh, librarian. Librarian. I don't know fuck that i mean really what i what what was that what else is there fucking to say besides this going to be an avalanche of more and more of these things happening you know uh, you've got uh you know, los angeles uh workers are not going to be doing business with georgia so they're not allowed to travel there you know for business they can't travel though they're like wallowing every everything off But you're going to see more and more and more of a divide and I don't know how these red states are going to be able to retaliate. We're seeing more of this divide uh, kind of manifest itself with the the, everyone calling for this uh, popular vote shit. The whole purpose is that they do think that they are better than people that live in Georgia or Alabama or anything like that. They make fun of them constantly. For the accent where they sound like this I make fun of the South all the time but I have family in the South and they are really stupid. So I'll give them credit on that. But the dumbest people I ever fucking met were assholes out in cities. They're willfully ignorant. They're willfully ignorant to the rest of the world. But you gotta think about it. If you have all this money in the world, right? And you have a very insular community where your entire existence revolves around showing everyone how progressive you are it's a sign of status it's how you show them i'm so free-minded and 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 smart that i don't even fucking believe that that's murdering children i think that they we we, you know you you just do you do that and then when they do give birth to them we'll just give them HRT, man that's how enlightened i am that's how these people are it's a sign of status they don't care about the people around them netflix doesn't care about the people that will lose out as a result of them not working with georgia and these are really the types of people that they are is this wonderful thing you remember chris Catan? Chris Kattan from Night at the Roxbury, who, the guy who wasn't Will Ferrell. For you younger guys, you might not might not remember this guy. I always remember him as the uh, shorter guy at Night at the Roxbury, and then he played a character called Mango on SNL, which was back when you could just make fun of gay people. And, of course, you're not allowed to anymore. But this one's short, and I'm just going to read it. Uh, Chris Kattan claims Lorne Michaels. Lorne Michaels is a uh, producer... Uh, and showrunner, uh, he does Saturday Night Live. He uh, uh, executive producer for Thirty Rock, uh, for pretty much anything where we're like Tina Fey is involved. He probably had something to do with The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, anything where there's those people involved? Saturday Night Live people. He's a, a real career maker, uh, you know, for shitty comedians. But, uh, yeah, Chris Kattan, I, I don't know, I never really thought he was funny, but Chris Kattan claims Lauren Michaels pressured him to have sex with the director. Now, before I read this, I was really fucking open that it was Harvey Weinstein or some bullshit. Uh, well, Harvey Weinstein's a producer, but you know, I, just a dude, cause I was thinking it was Mango and I'm like, that's hilarious. It's not, uh, it's, it, it's fucking Amy Heck, uh, uh, Heckerling, um i don't know i guess kind of an older lady in 98 but whatever Um, uh, it is memoir baby don't hurt me which is the song from night at the roxbury your your fucking career peaked there with night at the roxbury it peaked there will ferrell goes on and like makes all kinds of shit elf great fucking movie got silly deschanel in it she was all young still um uh, pretty good In his memoir, Baby, Don't Hurt Me, Catan said director Amy Heckerling uh, was slated to helm the 1998 movie when she came on to him. Catan, then 27, writes that he rebuffed the 43-year-old clueless director's advances. The next day, he says he got a call from a furious Michaels who allegedly told him Heckerling was considering backing out of the project. That's a Me Too moment, dude! This is all a Me Too movement. A moment right there. 43-year-old lady comes on to a 27-year-old dude. Uh, he turns her down. First of all, workplace environment shouldn't do that. But then to leverage her position as potential director to Lorne Michaels, and Lorne Michaels goes, uh, pff, I, pff, Listen, maybe you ought to lick her puss. Just fuck her. And it gets worse. The next day, he says uh, he got a call from a Furious Michaels who allegedly told her Hegerling was considering backing out of the project. Michaels allegedly told him that Paramount would only do the movie if Amy signed on as a director, not as a producer. And if he wanted to make sure the movie happened, then he'd have to keep Amy happy. That's fucking crazy. But that's, that's the people. That's the people. These are the same people that say oh my god look at these backwards assholes in Georgia and Alabama and Louisiana fuck them they don't know what's best for the world I know what's best for the world and it's exploiting young talents here's what uh, here's here's what Michaels allegedly said Chris I'm not saying you have to fuck her but it wouldn't hurt an SNL spokesperson denied uh, Catan's claims This did not happen. Show reps also said the uh, publisher never contacted them to verify the claims from the book. Katan alleged that ultimately he and Heckerling had consensual sexual encounter on the couch in her office. She thought it would be fun to have sex on Lauren's desk, Uh, he wrote. Wow, what a great idea. Jesus Christ, I said a polite fuck no to that. So we ended up going to her office and having sex on, yep, you guessed it, the casting couch. It's great. These are just fucking wonderful people, really wholesome fucking people. People we should also be taking advice for. People that use their power to uh, to to coerce their employees into sex. That's that's what I mean. I've been told that that's terrible. I've been told that you're not. That's not a good thing to do. But it's apparently fine when they when they do it. Wouldn't read who too far into who, you know, so, they are, who, who some of these people are. Um, I'm sure it doesn't matter, you know. Catan writes that he was attracted to Ackerling, but at the same time was very afraid of the power she and Lorne wielded over my career. He decided not to tell anyone about the incident, but wrote that it put a strain on his already fraying relationship with actress Jennifer Coolidge. So he just, I guess he just cheated on a girlfriend. Cool. Cool guy. Cool guy, Chris Kattan. In the end, uh, Eckerling signed on as a producer on the movie, which is based on the recurring SNL skit blah, 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 blah. These are the great fucking people that we've got over in Hollywood, and those are the ones that, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta listen to. You gotta listen to. Now, let's leave Hollywood, and uh, now for something completely different. John Cleese says London not really an English city anymore, prompting dog whistle racism claims this is from 2011 well initially i suppose but uh you know let's listen to this i haven't heard this let's do this since i'm just fucking winging it i told you i was gonna filibuster until the goddamn de- uh damn debates i don't give a shit anymore
1: john please welcome you haven't left the country mm-hmm. you haven't left the country no i'm leaving in november
2: I think you said I'm threatening to leave, but I actually am leaving. I'm making arrangements now.
1: And why is that? Just talk to through Because I'm or... so
2: disappointed with so much about this country at the moment, and I put my shoulder to the... Sorry, am I interrupting you? Sorry. Um, no, it was a
1: little, was a little <laughs> off-camera chat to our, our, our camera people. Yes, <laughs> I'm with
2: you. You're with me. I, um, I, I just think that uh, so much of this country is disappointing and i put my shoulder to the wheel on proportional representation and then on Levison too and when they were both kicked out by right-wing governments
0: i i just thought to myself all right i give up i'll try somewhere else okay so that was fucking pointless so john cleese if you don't know who john cleese says he was one of the guys from monty python's flying circus and all the monty python movies and shit like that and uh, i don't know some people like monty python some don't personally i think life of brian is pretty good um the, the Monty Python just, you know, Monty Python's Flying Circus was, eh, you know, kind of hit or miss. Uh, but, you know, you got uh, Life of Brian was, was all right. Um, and, uh, well, I guess pretty much any of the movies are. Um, you got the Holy Grail and shit like that. But, I mean, it's whatever. It's, it's stupid shit that, like, you either got high uh, with your buddies and uh, thought this was really funny, or you get too old for it or you're too young for it, and you're just like, ah, hey, it's whatever, you know. Go watch other fucking sketch shows. Uh, but... Overall, you know, it's some good writing. But John Cleese, one of those guys. Uh, John Cleese has been criticized after reiterating his belief that London is not an English city anymore. The British actor, 79, tweeted a message reminding his 5.6 million followers. That's almost how many I had when I was fucking suspended from Twitter. Permanently suspended from Twitter. I had close to 5.6 million followers. He expressed the same belief uh, in 2011, adding that his friends uh, abroad now agree with him. There must be some truth in it, he wrote, adding, I note also that London was the UK city that voted most strongly to remain in the EU. Okay. His comments have attracted air from many Twitter users, uh, including comedian Dom Jolly. Who the fuck is Dom Jolly? I don't know who the fuck Dom Jolly is. Pop Crisis reveal video for Tell Me I'm Wonderful starring Dom Jolly. Here's a great new song and video from Pop Crisis. Who the fuck is Dom Jolly? Fucking idiot, nobody cares, dude. You're not John Cleese, nobody gives a shit. Uh, We're quick to point out the irony considering that Monty Python member now lives in the Caribbean. So he moved, he said he was moving. I would move too. If I lived in a place That was becoming more and more and more Muslim. I would move and I'd shit. So I'm going to move. It's very clear that fucking London is it's got straight up no go zones it's strange how they'll always do this they'll always look at something and go yeah that's happening uh, you've gotta be, got to be happy with it when we report on it you, this is great that it's happening and if somebody goes this is bad that this is happening they go well that's not happening at all it's I, well it's always been this way I mean it's, it's always fucking been this way I don't know I just don't know how they get away with it I mean, people are mad at Morrissey now for whatever reason, but apparently his new album's not very good, uh, which is a shame. But he's also old. Just get old. I don't know. John Cleese should probably uh, know better than this, but, like, the guy's got all the money in his way. way. Hold on. What's his fucking net worth? I'm just filming time now. I don't give a shit. We'll get to the election stuff in a little bit. Yeah, my man's got $10 million. John Cleese has $10 million. He's fine. He can say whatever he wants. He has more money than he does fucking Twitter followers. And he has 5.6 million Twitter followers. So I just, I, I don't know. So here's what uh, here's what Dom Jolly has to say. Who the fuck is Dom Jolly? Hold on, let me measure. Let me measure your success, Dom Jolly. Oh yeah, you're fucking fat and ugly. Dom Jolly net worth. Doesn't even bring it up. Doesn't even bring it up. Because who the fuck are you, Dom Jolly? Oh, birthplace, Lebanon. All right, so you're not... Oh, he's the Trigger Happy TV guy. That's a shame, because Trigger Happy TV was, uh, you know, kind of funny. When he had the giant cell phone and would wander around screaming, can you hear me now? Uh, Except guess what? Seems that's the only fucking uh, bit that the guy had, because if you search Dom Jolly in Google Images it's all that fucking bullshit with the giant cell phone so guess what that's it doesn't work but here he goes he's clearly a really smart funny man but it is basically a very racist tweet secondly it's a racist tweet by made by a man who lives on a caribbean island the irony of that is insane it's not ironic he doesn't live there anymore because this is what has happened I they have more people talking about it i don't know because that's just what they fucking do now and apparently there's a live-action beauty and the beast coming out but it's just why is that i mean there's there's no fucking he moved away from that like think about it this way think about it this way if it would have been like uh you know nazi germany going on right and then uh it's just like yeah Look at this rabbi over here. He said Germany's not safe anymore. Yeah, look at him. He moved to America. What a dick. Oh, he doesn't even know about anything. Look at that guy. He moved to France. What a prick. Dude, he moved away. Fuck Dom Jolly. I just, that's what I should call the fucking episode. I didn't know that it was going to get like this. Fuck Dom Jolly. Fuck Trigger Happy TV. Why are you going to come after John fucking Cleese? And again, he's a 79-year-old man who clearly left what he was seeing as a bad situation through all of his uh, uh, wisdom and intelligence society and money decided to fucking leave. And you're going to sit there and go, no, London is just as British as it's ever been because Britain's Muslim now. That's your thing? Tom Jolly's a piece of shit. All right. Well, let's go on to the next thing. Let's do the fucking, the the cool 2020 news. We'll actually go back to doing some, uh, uh, some politics shit. I just want to get that out of the way.
2: You're listening to Right to Bryden. Making Nigel Farage look like a pussy.
0: So, we're, we're in for some fun 2020 happenings. Uh, I, I... I I really don't even know where to start. But we'll start with the obvious one. Uh, The most obvious one. Joe Biden tells 10-year-old girl, I'll bet you're as bright as you are good looking. That's not (laughs) what you say to a 10-year-old girl. Especially if you're Joe fucking Biden, who just said a few months ago, with your old fucking 77-year-old ass, you go, I'm Joe Biden, and I'm not going to grow bitches anymore. But what Joe Biden does, he's at a rally, and uh no, is that the full fucking thing? uh Yeah, I don't have the clip. Oh well, it's really not. I mean, it's it's really not that uh, uh, that big of a deal. Oh, do I have it? Hold on, I might have it here. Is this it? Looking, I tell you Oh, that. here we go. Time now. I bet you're as bright as you're good-looking. I tell you. <laughs> Has Joe Biden? Look- oh shut up. Okay, so yeah, they do their whole little thing there, but. Joe Biden had just said I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna do this anymore and then a few months later does exactly this uh, I'll bet you're as bright as you are good looking and then he brings her over and he puts his hands all over and doing the Joe Biden thing and all of that and I don't think that Joe Biden is like uh, trying to bang kids I don't I don't think that any of this I don't think he has any real sexual misconduct uh, I, I don't I think that he's just a sociopath who was like, that's how people interact, and that's how you do it. It's more into, he said he wasn't going to do this. That was his, I'm Joe Biden, I apologize if I made people uncomfortable, and then just goes right back into it. Just goes right back into it. And it shows me that the guy uh, really, he's not going to be able to withstand campaigning against Trump. Now I do think he's gonna get the nomination and I was worried about him before I thought for the longest time damn if anybody can fucking beat Trump it might be Joe Biden because they're gonna be able to go back and say do you remember the Obama years that black guy you liked that black guy and you knew it wasn't gonna be the same turnout as you know Barack Obama because it's uh, Joe Biden's white. Uh, Joe Biden said like what two rallies and like his his little rally like where he did this it wasn't even really a rally it was just this little bullshit in, in like a high school he had one big rally um, I don't know I want to say it was in Tennessee or some bullshit but it might have just been because I was Tennessee uh, in Tennessee when I fucking heard about it where he was kind of gropey again uh, and like grabbed a woman by her waist and then she had to you know move him away and it wasn't it wasn't as bad it wasn't a, that's a creepy thing to say to a 10-year-old girl, especially if you're Joe Biden. But where's Joe Biden been campaigning? The guy's not campaigning. Uh, the, the the last episode that we did, I played a little soundbite of fucking Joe Biden uh, talking about uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Keyboard, and he was just low fucking energy. There's no chance in the world that Joe Biden is going to be able to campaign against Donald Trump. It's absolutely fucking impossible. The guy's just too damn old and he's never been good at campaigning. This is the third time that he's run for president. He's going to get blown the fuck out again, but I do believe that he's going to get the nomination. Now the Democrats are, uh, kind of, uh, you know, kind of working against that. Uh, I believe as, as as much as they can. Uh, DNC makes it more difficult to qualify for third debate. Which means, you know, you've got people like, uh, uh, who's that bitch everybody likes? Uh, the Tulsi Gabbard... Um, you know she might not be able to make it. Andrew Yang might not be able to make it because they're going to be able to make it in the first two debates. But ABC News in partnership with Univision will host the third Democratic presidential debate in September. The Democratic National Committee announced Wednesday saying it was raising both the polling and fundraising bars for candidates to qualify. Now you can look at it in one of two ways. Uh, one, you can look at it like, I don't think any of these assholes are going to uh, duck out because like, what's the point? um you know they got a pretty big field and there was only three of them i believe that didn't qualify somebody i can't remember de blasio and mike gravel uh they didn't qualify for these these debates because they didn't reach uh either the the polling or uh donation limit which okay you know i don't i don't care i think it's particularly funny that uh de blasio is not going to be able to show up but he announced very late in the game so it just makes sense um But the debate is set for September 12th. It could extend to a second night, September 13th, if enough candidates meet the threshold to participate. I I, I don't think that they're going to do that. I think this is intentionally to try to squeeze people out. Because if you're one of these Democrats and you know you have no chance against Donald Trump, why would you even bother dropping out? This is all a fucking fashion contest for these people they all know it's going to be Biden they're all running to be besides a couple of them are all running just to hopefully be the VP pick and it's really just to get speaking tours to write a book and make some fucking money Elizabeth Warren Elizabeth Dirty Diapers Warren is going to make fucking bank off of this she knows she can't win and now she's running as this like policy fucking lady that didn't work for Hillary dum-dum nobody cares about your fucking 40 page reports on bullshit Nobody cares. They don't care. And you don't have the name or conditions that you had in 2016. They're over you. You're not progressive enough. You're fucking boring. You're not a black lady in a wheelchair. I am wondering if Kamala Harris is going to cut off her legs. I don't know. The first two Democratic presidential debates, which are set for next month on NBC, MSNBC and Telemundo, Uh, And for July on CNN, the September debate and uh, a fourth to be held in October will cap participants at 10 per night, which is still a lot. That's a lot of fucking people. I'm wondering who's going to drop out first. I mean, obviously, like, de Blasio is is just going to quit. I mean, he's not even allowed to debate. They've already cut three off of the field. Andrew Yang is about the 10th most popular, according to what he said. Uh I'm wondering when he's gonna call it quits. Uh I imagine after the debates. Which means you're gonna get left with Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Democrats worry, this is from the hill. Democrats worry Bernie Sanders could play spoiler. Democrats worry that uh, Sanders won't be a team player if he loses, which is strange because wasn't he? Wasn't he a team player when he lost last time? He said, I endorse Hillary Clinton for president and a bunch of damn emails. Uh, Whatever. He was a team player the fucking last time, so why wouldn't he be this time? This is just kind of a retarded piece to try to get more people to think I hate Trump more than I hate Biden. But what's going to happen, it's not Bernie really that they're worried about. They're worried about the radical left base that's not going to fucking vote for Joe Biden. They will abstain. If Bernie Sanders gets fucked over a second time... They're going to lose all of this fucking Green New Deal, Alexandria Cassio keyboard Ilhan Jihad, all of their fucking supporters are not going to fucking go for Joe Biden. Why would they? He's an establishment white male who, let's just face it, is boring. He is not a middle-of-the-road guy, but he's a middle-of-the-road guy compared to what the Democrats are at now. They're not worried about Bernie Sanders. They're worried about Bernie Sanders' support. Um, and that he, he, he and his supporters will be particularly problematic if Biden uh, or another rival uh, uh, are seen out of step with progressives. If Biden. If Biden. The only—I mean, he's what? He's still 10 points ahead right now. Biden is still 10 points ahead in all of these fucking polls. We're not too terribly far off from the primaries. You know, be the end of the year. Um what are you gonna do? It's Biden, guys. It's Biden. So the only real thing is like, okay, who's gonna be his VP? Which I'm really interested in. I think it's gonna be Mayor Pete. I think Mayor Pete's gonna be the VP. I don't see why it would, but uh wouldn't, but it can't be Bernie. It's you you two old white uh men up there is just it's not gonna do it. They're gonna have to be it's either gonna have to be a woman which could be Kamala Harris or uh, or, or Pete Buttigieg, but uh, a senior aide to a second Democratic senator said concerns about Sanders dividing the party next year are widely held. Even though everyone in the Senate Democratic Conference is holding their tongue for fear of making things even worse, why would you even hold your tongue? This is exactly what I mean. It's it's exactly what is uh, everybody knew was going to happen when Bernie launched his campaign. They're never going to let him get the nomination. No chance in hell. It's it's Joe Biden's time to go up and lose again. And the thing is, the Democrats know that they're going to lose the presidency again. They have to focus on Senate races and and you know they're hopefully expanding their uh, uh, majority in the House. They have no chance at the presidency. And really, the reason that they don't have a chance at the presidency is this wonderful uh, thing here. Which, hold on, let me get all that pulled up. Because I'm not going to read the rest of that stupid shit. 25% of Americans say they worry about money all the time. What that means is that 75% of Americans don't worry about money all of the time. Uh, Americans are feeling mostly good about their finances, according to data recently published by uh, Gallup. At the start of 2019, in fact, their optimism reached levels not seen in more than 16 years. Nearly 70% expected to be in a better financial situation. Next year, about 56% uh, describe their current financial situation as good or excellent, which is an increase of 10% from 2015, uh, the highest score since 2002. There's a Republican in office then too, but I think everybody was also high off of the whole 9/11 shit, um, and we actually, if anything, mean, things ended up, you know, not being so great. But uh, you know, whatever. What are you gonna do? Uh, and 57% say their finances are getting better, which also is an increase of 10% since 2016, the highest score since 2002. Two-thirds uh, say that they have enough money to live comfortably. Now, this article, uh, CNBC, just they they focus on the 25% that worry about money all the time. And yeah, that's something to be concerned about. But the fact is, you're always going to have people that worry about money all the time um we don't know the reasons for that you know there are people that are in uh public housing and things like that of course they're going to be worried about money all the time uh there's always going to be underperformers and things like that i mean i'm not a rich person I, I would say i worry about money you know i don't i i like i can live but i'm not like i can't buy a yacht you know um not everybody should be able to buy a yacht because otherwise we got a huge fucking inflation problem or a yacht problem then everybody have to go make yachts that'd be a cool communism yacht communism <laughs> where everybody has a yacht then we can fight which would be fun too yachts with guns i'm getting totally fucking sidetracked on this but that's i mean that's why There's nothing that can be done. Trump has been a massive failure on immigration, but nobody can deny that the fucking economy is good. Everyone got a fucking tax break. That's, I think it was New York Times had to do a thing on that. Anybody that says, oh, there was only tax breaks for the rich is misinformed. It's not true. You've got more money than you've ever had. It's just kind of the way that it is. Unless you're like unemployed or something like that. I mean, these things do happen. But there's more jobs than there have ever been. Uh, Well, not ever been, but you know, just in general. There's more jobs. There's more money. People are happier with that type of thing. They're going to be able to ignore Trump's massive failure on immigration. And is that a good thing? I mean, probably not. You know, it's probably not a good thing. But that's why Democrats are fucked in 2020 when it comes to the presidency. Now, what they got to do is they got to take the fucking, uh, you know, the, the, the entire fucking Congress and then, you know, deal with Trump that way. But like, that's not a thing. There's other. No you've even got fucking, uh, was it, I guess, Steve Cater. Is that, was that his, was that his name? I'm getting so fucking, like, it's so hot in here. I'm getting all burnt out. I don't care. Like I said, this is going to be a shorter one. Um, Let's see. No, and I'm not reading your comments. Let's see. Oh, yeah. St- uh, Ratner fucking Steve Ratner, who uh, he, he worked with the fucking uh, Obama administration, but even he, according to his nerd calculations, uh, Trump's going to fucking win. He's got Trump against Biden and says Trump wins. Uh, his his model estimates that Trump wins 56%. Now, I don't know if he's going to win 56%. I mean, he won, you know, just kind of barely in, in a massive landslide uh, in the last one, but I think everybody feels this. I think everybody understands Donald Trump is very, very favored to win in 2020. And the Democrats know that. And that's why that they're just trying to throw any single thing that they can about it because shit, if they don't keep people focused on Trump and the possibility that he won't be president anymore, then they might start to see how ineffective the Democrats are at anything policy related. Especially the establishment types like your Pelosi's and, 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 and your Nadler's and your Schiff's. And you can't have that. Because the only thing goddamn Democrats want is to stay in power. And they know if they can stay long enough and import enough fucking new voters, then they'll be fine and they won't have to worry about Trump ever again. I really hope that Donald Trump starts to do more on immigration, but I'm not going to hold my breath. But there's no reason to vote against the guy like you're going to make a difference like it'd get any fucking better if you voted for Joe fucking Biden, who looks like is going to be the fucking nominee. If somebody else can pull it out, I'd be really shocked and surprised. And I think we'd be in for a better race. But. It's just going to be Joe. Can't wait for the fucking debates. It's really hot in here. So that's about it for me, I think uh and somebody's to uh, marxist McCarthyist said "Brighton, come back to twitter i'm suspended buddy i'm not allowed to come back to twitter um but yeah that's uh that's it that's a little short but that's okay um it's burning up in here so i'm gonna go